0: So for for the listeners not familiar with with PMI data, I mean, they're effectively a leading indicator to what to expect from the manufacturing sector. Uh, And as you mentioned, globally, we've had had an uptick. I mean, there are some regions where the PMI is, specifically Japan, uh, but if we have a look at it, in aggregate has improved. Uh, This certainly signals towards a a normalization in terms of the global growth pattern. But then when we bring it back home to South Africa, I mean, it is a very volatile number, so that's one caveat that I've got to put out there. Uh, It improved from 45.9 index points to 48. Uh, Again, for the listener's benefit, any number below 50 indicates that the sector is likely to remain in contraction. Uh, And that is very much what I say South Africa remains a laggard is that if you have a look at most of our, our Larger regional peers, and they've all moved back into expansion territory. Whereas the South African manufacturing sector does remain relatively beleaguered. Some of the reasons for that, obviously, I mean, we could go into a whole litany of, uh, of structural issues that we have. Uh, but we've had a little bit of an uptick in our manufacturing sector. Unfortunately, when you compare South Africa on unit labour costs, and that looks at what we pay workers relative to the output, because I always say the salary or the wage doesn't matter. It's how much we produce for every rent or every dollar spent, uh, that's where South Africa unfortunately remains uncompetitive. In fact, based on OECD data, we're probably the second least competitive country over the course of the last year or two, uh, only after Russia. And that's really, I guess, the reason why our manufacturing sector still remains or still struggles to remain competitive on the global scene. Uh, Let's see what that means. But as I mentioned, still perhaps a little bit of a cloud on the horizon for that sector specifically. And then that slump continuing on vehicle sales despite an uptick in exports, Mohammed. Yeah, so semi-related, I mean, it does fall into that manufacturing sector specifically, but vehicle sales, Namsa puts out their own numbers, and unfortunately, this has been one of those numbers that have been remarkably negative over the course of the last several months. Uh, for November, vehicle sales slumping a further 9.6%. This was after a, a just north of 10% decline in October, uh, and whilst it was marginally better than the market had expected, it still shows you an industry that is in uh, a significant amount of distress, a large portion of that distress coming from a consumer uh, that remains uh, very, very indebted, uh, very distressed themselves. Uh, and I guess the one shining light on the back of this is uh, exports of vehicles still remaining uh, relatively upbeat compared to the rest of that sector. So that means that we're still producing the vehicles. We are sending them out to global uh, our global trading partners. We're getting some export earnings from that, but that the local picture does remain quite constrained. Uh, I'm surprised at how long we've remained in contraction territory on this. Uh, Hopefully we start to see some sort of stabilisation if those global economic tailwinds start to eventually filter through to South Africa. And then just finally, Mohammed, event risk and of course that focus uh, on SNP today. And uh, there's also the Italian referendum this weekend. But let's just recap what to look out for. Yeah, so let's maybe first of all start out with S&P because that's relevant to us here in South Africa. They, they, they will release their view on South Africa, their review of our credit rating uh, after the, the markets close this afternoon. So it could be any time from around half past five onwards. So that's when listeners should just keep an eye out for it. Uh, uh, what's the current status quo? They've got us on triple B minus. Just to recap, triple B minus with a negative outlook, that is the very last notch before you are moved into sub-investment grade uh, or junk status as, as is popularly seen in, in, in the mainstream media uh, now. I certainly think S&P have sufficient basis to keep our rating on hold at triple B BBB-, minus, uh, to continue with a negative rating, and to continue sounding uh, suitably uh, concerned around some of the economic developments in this country. But for them to move us down into a, a sub-investment grade state, etc., uh, at this point in time, uh, would be discounting a lot of the effort that has gone on behind the scenes, specifically by National Treasury, as well as big business, to try and stabilize uh, the situation. Uh, I get the sense give us the benefit of the doubt. Uh, let, let's see how that plays out. Uh, but uh, I think that's largely priced into the market to some degree. We'll only know after close, so you'll only see the impact come through, uh, obviously, during our, our Monday trading session. Uh, but I, I'm holding some there, Sakina. I, I would like to choose to be hopeful at this point in time, just given some of the improvement we've seen in certain sectors over the last six months. And lastly, Italian referendum Why is this even important to us? Uh, I think people are maybe conflating the issue here. It's a referendum on the constitutional powers of Matteo Renzi's uh, parliament, uh, and effectively people are seeing that as a precursor to whether Italy will remain in the Eurozone or not. I think that's premature. The more important political development in Europe that I would be watching would come through next year, and the Italian referendum does reflect on that. That's the French elections. Uh, If you see the Italian referendum with an adverse outcome, it heightens the probability for France's elections to shift further to the left and for that to catalyze a, a potential destruction on the Eurozone. Not my base case right now, but it's important because Europe remains our largest regional trading partner. Just keep an eye out. That certainly may impact risk appetite I- again in the Monday trading session. Well, thank you so much, Mohamed Nala. You have a fantastic weekend. Uh, Mohamed Nala is the head of strategic research at NetBank CIB.